0: Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman. I'm going to be your host for today's episode of Track World News, presented by the Harrier. And today we have a lot of things to break down, especially on the collegiate track track side of things. So uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, for obviously, this past weekend was our conference championships for all of the major track and field conferences, uh, especially the Power 5 schools. Um, and so wanted to break down um, kind of like my rankings, like a, a power rankings of the Power 5, because a lot of people were wondering, hey, of these five conferences, Where do they rank, especially in track and field? And um, there's some really great performances from certain conferences, other conferences kind of lacking a little bit. And so wanted to, for a first story at least, kind of get into which ones are where and why I get that from a team aspect of things. So uh, let's start with number five. So of the Power Five conferences, the worst one, in my opinion, has to be the Big Ten so that's like your ohio state, michigan, michigan state, those schools really none of them are are noteworthy this year. Um, I think that they only have one school in the top 25. I believe it was it Penn State might have been 24th uh, or no Michigan I think was 24th. So really there's no no schools right now that are that are showing to have, you know, a good good athletes as a, as an entire team. Obviously they have great you know, individual athletes, I believe the um, shot putter from Ohio State won last year on the women's side or indoors uh, on the women's side. So they they have some good individuals, but uh, as teams, they really don't have any any good teams that are that are any good there. Um, Number four in my power rankings, uh, I'd have to go with the ACC. Uh, their best school is going to be FSU, who I think is like ranked fourth or fifth in the nation uh, on the men's side. They got some really good sprinters and and some jumpers. Obviously, Trey Cunningham, who was a bowerman um, candidate, so they do definitely have some some good athletes there and and some potential to be to be really solid. Um, but it's really just FSU They're They're really holding the, holding the fort down there. Uh, next I have, uh, going third pac 12. So the third and second are very close and are interchangeable. I would say, but I'm, I'm going with pac 12 here. Um, obviously leading schools, Oregon, USC and U- UCLA kind of, but really it's Oregon and USC, uh, for both the men's and the women's side. Uh, Oregon, obviously the indoor champions on the men's team, uh, USC is one of the premier programs, especially on the women's side. Uh, they're uh, a top five, top six program right now. And yeah, I think they, they're really dangerous. Um, I think that what they have is that they have a lot of really good talent in like the middle of the pack. So they, they don't have any, I mean, of course, they do have stars, uh, stars, obviously. And and many people are going to win national championships from the Pac-12. But I think that – I don't think that there's a potential for a Pac-12 team to really win the national championship this year, which is why I have them at third. And second, I have the Big 12. So Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, um, those schools, they're really top-heavy. See, this is the difference between the Pac-12 – and the Big 12. See, the Pac-12 has a lot of teams that are kind of all in that that middle aspect of things, where the Big 12 are really top-heavy. Uh, Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, like I mentioned, uh, Texas has a chance to really win the national championship, especially on the women's side. Um, they have some really great um, athletes going on right now, uh, obviously, uh, Tara Davis, who we're, we're going to be getting into later as, as well as some, some distance runners are doing great. Uh, Kansas pole vaulting is number one in the country. And I think number one in the NCAA of all time. So they have some really, really good programs and, and there, but, uh, I, that's why I would have them just a little bit over, over the PAC 12 currently in, in my opinion. Uh, and then number one, And it's not even close. It's a runaway. How much better this is is the uh, the SEC. Uh, The SEC is just so much better than every other conference right now um, by far. LSU has a chance of winning the men's and the women's outdoor championship. It should be a runaway for them for the men's side. Uh, Texas A&M, they – also have a chance of winning the women's side if it's not LSU. Uh, And then Arkansas also has a chance of winning on the the women's side if it's not LSU or Texas A&M. So they have the top three teams, the number one team, I would say, on the men's side, and then the number one, two, and three teams on the women's side uh, outside of just Texas, uh, who's in the Big 12. So, I mean, there's some really really great teams but I mean as the SEC is is just hand over fist better. Um, To give you an idea I kind of didn't addition so what I did was uh, I took the number one the teams in the the top 25 so if you were projected number one right now um, this was from like the coaches association you got 25 points second you got 24 points so on and so forth until the twenty fifth team got one point so you see the higher you are the more points you get and so the To put into perspective how much better the SEC is than everyone else, let's, let's read out the numbers. So, uh, Big Ten had 18 points. The Big 12 had 101 points. The ACC had 59 points. The Pac-12 had 119 points, which is the second most. And then the SEC had 256. So... <laughs> It's not even close they're pretty much they're double any any of the other teams they're just significantly better than each conference out there right now and do not see how the the championships not going to be going through one of these SEC schools because they're just so much better than everyone else right now so um, excited to see how things are gonna be going on for the national championship obviously prelims are happening on sunday so excited for that um now want to get into the three performances that excited me uh there's going to be one that's notably left out that's going to be our final story i'm sure you can realize what it is by the title of this episode but uh number one terrence Laird just continues to dominate uh for those that weren't able to watch on the uh, what was it SEC Network, uh, Terrence Laird won the 100-meter dash, the 200-meter dash, and was a part of the 4x1 uh, where he actually walked down the guy. They were behind by a little bit going into the last handoff, and it was like, yeah, Terrence Laird's going to win. Uh, There's no one else faster in the nation collegiately than Terrence Laird. Uh, He ran a 9.8 in the 100. It was wind-aided plus 3.2, so it does not count as being number one in the world right now. Uh, He also ran a 19.82 in the 200. And so now he has the world lead, the second best time in the world, and the 10th best time in the world right now in the 200. He just continues to show that he is running a sub ten, a sub twenty pace for these these two hundreds. And right now, I mean, I have him as uh, the favorite for getting to the Olympics. I think it's him and Noah Lyles right now. Are I would say those two are guaranteed because people originally were saying, Oh, it, it can Terrence Laird, you know, do this over the course of of, you know, multiple seasons. I mean, he hasn't proved himself yet. I mean, even in our interview that I had with him, he was like, I haven't proved anything yet. Like, you know, I feel like I'm doing well, but I haven't, you know, haven't won at the the major stages yet, which was this year, I think, is, is his chance to do it. And showing that he can, he's running these sub-20 times. This is what his third time going under sub-20. Like, he's really showing that this is not a one-hit wonder. This is not a one-time thing. This is what he does. And so it's going to be another... Uh he has another what three or four races before the the trial, so it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to seeing um you know how uh Terrence is gonna be gonna be doing for uh this upcoming year. Um next, uh a thing Mo, who ran a uh what was it, forty nine eighty eighty four, which in the four hundred into a headwind, which ended up breaking the America U twenty record. Um she's, she's just incredible. And the fact that this isn't even her event, like her main event is the 800 and she's over here breaking American records in the, uh, in her second event. And it was, and her interview was, was great. It was so funny because she was even saying, she was like, yeah, like, you know, this was just a good workout for me, you know, and I'm splitting 49 seconds in these four by four. So to do it doesn't really mean much because I know I can already do it. And she's like, just, you know, trying to get ready for this, for this 800, which is, you know, what I'm going to be eventually doing in the trials. So she's like saying, yeah, it's, it's cool, but this isn't my main event. This isn't what I do. Uh, so she just, it's so dominant that she's collecting these records and, and really nothing, you know, doesn't, doesn't mean anything. So she's, she's dominant right now. Um, and whatever event she wants to compete in at the NCAA level uh, or at the Olympics, she's going to win. Uh Uh, Olympic trials, that is. I think she's going to win, so uh, doing really well. Uh, Next, Tara Davis, who ran a – or not ran. Well, she did run. She ran a hurdle. She ran a 12.91, as well as collecting uh, championship in the long jump, jumping 6.97. Uh, She now has three jumps in the top five. So she has the best jump of all time Uh, for the NCAA level. She has the third best time, as well as the fifth spot. So she's just, and she did that on her first jump. She only jumped one. She could just, just just jumped one time, and that was it. Called it a day. You know, give give me my championship. I'm out of here. So she's another person that is just showing consistency at a very very high level and is someone that is once again showing this was not a one-hit wonder. This was not a one-time thing. They are here to stay, and she is here to dominate, um, as well as being second in the hurdles. I mean, she's in, in the 100-meter hurdles. Uh, Texas is going to be a, a really a force to be reckoned with during this national championship because they have so many good runners uh, and athletes that can acquire a lot of points for them. So uh, looking forward to seeing how how they do. And then the the one performance uh, that really stands out to me and is something that really should be an excellent story for anyone that is in the track and field world that isn't too sure about their abilities, isn't sure about where they stand in the sport, uh, and that is Yared Negus. So Yared Negus um, is what I believe a senior or athletically a junior at Notre Dame. Uh, he ran the he runs the 1500 and he broke the collegiate record in the prelims, running a three what was it uh, a 3:34.84. He broke the national record in the prelims, running by himself. There was no one else with him. Um, that's not even the best part. The best part of the story is that he's a walk on he was originally a walk-on so he came into the school not originally having a scholarship and doing this as someone you know that was weren't really truly doing it for fun he wasn't getting paid by the school to to be able to be competing in in track and field but he wanted to to run he showed that he could develop and he had greater things uh in mind for himself and now he went from walk-on to national record holder and uh there's so much more ahead for this guy. I mean, he is really, it's super cool to, to, to hear those types of things. Now, Rudy is no longer the most in the most, uh, impactful story of, of Notre Dame athletes going from walk-ons to, you know, crazy stories. Like he's the, he's the new guy there. So something that that's really, you know, that's really cool. And not only that, but this now puts a really big question marker on who who is it that's going to be coming out of the U.S. for the 1500, because now you have Jared Nagus. Everyone was thinking it was going to be Hawker uh, and Tear, or were the two big names that that could ent- could eventually be making the the Olympic team. He, he's now really thrown his his hat in there uh, as as someone that could could take that third spot. Something that was was good, and I'm, I'm sure that. The fact that Yair Nagus ran this time was that Centrowitz, Matt Centrowitz, the 2016 Olympic champion, ended up dropping uh, 335-26 in the American Track League on Sunday. I'm sure that he saw uh, Nagus run this 34 and was like, yeah, I can't be running, you know, 337s and 338s anymore. Like, I have to show that I still got it even though he's, what, in his early, I think he's 31 or something. He has to show that he's still got it. And he dropped a great time. And I'm excited to see who's going to be making that team. I mean, right now, you know, I'm probably having uh, Centrowitz, Hawker, Naguse. I mean, could we have two collegiate guys on the team? You know, it's, it's a possibility. We'll, we'll really see how this is going to go once we hit the national championship, how they're going to all, you know, what events they're going to run because they're going to be having a lot of, laps on their legs, a lot of miles on their legs. Are they going to be able to to hold it up throughout this entire time? I mean, we're going to have to see, but, um, overall very exciting meet for week for track and field. Uh, one other thing didn't mention too much, but was the American track league. They had their very first, uh, meet out in California. Uh, I can't, I don't think there was really any crazy times. I mean, we saw, um, What's his name? Uh, Trevor Brumell. He ran, what, a 9.92, another sub-10 time. Um, but at this point, that that's just something he does. Um, it was great to see, you know, American Track League back for outdoors. Um, I'd love to see more events, though. I think that they really were kind of focusing on the track and field aspect of it. It um, wasn't as interactive. It just seemed like a regular track meet, kind of. That was a little bit shorter, so... Hoping for for something, um, you know, a little more from them in the future. But, you know, it's just once again, first meet of the outdoor season. I'm sure that they're going to be able to to, you know, make that thing uh, looking a little bit better, even though the competition was was still pretty solid. So overall exciting week this past week, Um, we'll be able to see next weekend what athletes didn't qualify, what athletes did qualify for the national championship um, as well as have another weekend uh, weekend of track and field going on. So, um, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Uh, if you would like to have more content, go and follow us on Instagram at Track World News. We post a bunch of stuff there, um, as well as uh, you know, news clips and, and and things of that nature. Uh, also, got some really exciting news coming out soon. So, uh, stay tuned. We have some a, a new series and things like that coming up. So. Uh, keep your eyes peeled but thank you everyone make sure that uh, you leave a like subscribe share review all of that really helps us know that you're enjoying uh, enjoying the content and, and reach some new audiences so have a good one we'll talk to you soon peace